name is Mike O'Meara. I'm the president of the New York State Association of PBAs. And I just want to talk to, to, to you, the press, and I want to talk to the police officers. 375 million interactions with the public every year. 375 million interactions. Overwhelmingly positive responses. Overwhelmingly positive responses. But I read in the papers all week, we all read in the papers, that in the black community, mothers are worried about their children getting home from school without being killed by a cop. What world are we living in? That doesn't happen. It does not happen. I am not Derek Chabon. They are not him. He killed someone. We didn't. We are restrained. And you know what? I'm saying this to all the cops here. Because you know what? Everybody's trying to shame us. The legislators. The press. Everybody's trying to shame us into being embarrassed about our profession. Well, you know what? This isn't stained by someone in Minneapolis. It's still got a shine on it. And so do theirs. So do theirs. Stop treating us like animals and dogs. And start treating us with some respect. Welcome to the saga. We appreciate you joining us. This podcast delivers the best hard hitting analysis of every topic you can think of. Here is your host. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the saga. I am your host, Tedra Everhart Lee. Well, you saw in the clip that they are not going to be treated like animals and thugs. I mean, who really wants, what human being wants to be treated like animals and thugs? Mm. But with all of this, call for police reform, you're starting to see more reaction from police unions. And in the clip, he mentioned some statistics. So I'm going to throw off some myself. So according to the FBI, in 2019, there were 89 law enforcement officers that were killed in the line of duty. 41 of those were just, were accidents. And 48 were the result of some type of felony act that was happening. But in that same year of 2019, you had 1,099 civilians that were killed by law enforcement officers. So you had 89 law enforcement officers that were killed. 41 of those was just an accident. And then you had 1,099 civilians that were killed by law enforcement officers. And out of those 1,099 civilians, 54% of those were people of color. Yes, this included Asians, Blacks, Hispanics, Pacific Islanders, and Native Americans. And this, these statistics could be higher because of the lack of 
data that is out there. So when he stated that, oh, it's, it's ludicrous that black mothers are scared that their kids are going to be killed by police officers when they leave the house. Well, I mean, with 54% out of the 1,099 are people of color, one could see why mothers are scared. And also, he said, what kind of world do we live in? Well, we live in a world where the United States has a much higher rate of killing civilians than other developed countries. They have a higher rate than Canada, UK, Japan, Germany. I mean, the list goes on. So the world that we live in is showing us that the U.S. have a higher rate of police officers killing civilians. And plus, it's also being recorded. So you can't say that it's not happening because it is. But we're going to focus on police unions because now they're starting to be a little bit more aggressive. So police unions, they play a major role in discussing things regarding the criminal justice system. And as you can see, they are often the most aggressive defenders of their members. And the reason being is that the law requires unions to defend all their members. Unions are required to represent their members under the National Labor Relations Act. They are required to protect, give, provide legal aid and support. So under the National Labor Relations Act, Unions are there to protect their members, to give their members legal aid, and to support their members, whether they are right or wrong. And so when you look at the police union, you know, it's, it's, it's all about loyalty, so being loyal. So, and with this type of protection from the police union, police officers have developed this, this culture that makes them feel like they are somewhat untouchable. But they also, the unions also have lobbied against reducing police militarization, and against prison sentencing reform. So when you look at police unions, they are there to protect their members, give legal aid, and support. But focusing on that National Labor Relations Act, 
when you have some officers that commit the very crime that they are supposed to prevent, but they are not receiving any type of liability in regards to this act, it makes you think differently. Because when an officer commits these crimes, he or she should be liable for the damages or the death that they have caused. And they should, hey, receive some type of criminal punishment, receive some type of civil punishment, just as a civilian would. Now, there are some bills that are being proposed. There is a bill by Elizabeth Warren and Ayanna Presley that they are proposing that a legislation that requires federal law enforcement to provide medical attention to any suspect experiencing health concerns when in custody. Now, if you look at the description of a police officer, uh, within the civic duty, one would think that that already exists, that the police officer should already know that they should provide medical attention to a suspect while in custody. They are there to protect and serve. They are there to make sure that everyone is safe, not only themselves, but also the suspect, also those who are within the area. They are there to make sure everything is safe. So would this bill make a change? I don't know. That's that's something that um, it may bring light to some officers, you know, make them think that, hey, I do need to provide this medical attention. But like I say, one, one would think that that is already a duty that they're supposed to do. If a, if a suspect is in your custody and he's saying he can't breathe, you would think that the officer would go, okay, well, why is this person not able to breathe? Let me help this person breathe instead of continuing to have their knee on the person's neck. So when it comes to police unions, they are there to protect and give legal aid and support. But in the video, you know, if in its entirety, they are, the police unions, they are denouncing Mr. Derek Chabon. They are like, hey, we denounced him. We didn't kill nobody. He did. So it makes you wonder, is Mr. Derek Chabon a PDA member? Because they are not supporting him. So, but that is, even if, so if he is, it is a good thing that they are denouncing him. Now, the thing is, you have to look 
either you're looking at the police union or you're looking at the lawmakers. Would could things be changed within the union to make law enforcement officers be a little bit more liable for their actions? Or is it going to take the lawmakers to bring change? Now, the police unions are saying that lawmakers are not allowing them to be at the table. Well, they should be allowed at the table because under the National Labor Relations Act, the police unions are there to protect their members, to give legal aid to their members and to support their members, even though the member may be wrong. So they have to provide that, that service, which makes it, it hard, it makes it hard for, for police unions to do their job because you have lawmakers coming in and not talking to the police unions. So they can come to some type of conclusion of how to handle their members when their members are doing the crimes that they are supposed to be preventing. So that's something that we should look into. That's something that we should think about. Is it is it is the solution within the police union? Or is the solution within the lawmakers? Uh, there's um, lawmakers in New York have passed a bill that is uh, requiring for police discipline records to be unveiled. Because sometimes when you go to retrieve a police officer's record, it's very hard to get because they make it very difficult for you to receive that information. They send, they put you through loops, they give you half the information, they give you information depending on if the officer is a loyal member. And so that's why it's good to have, um, I would say that bill so that public discipline records could be a little bit more easier for the public to retrieve. And also in Georgia, they are proposing the HB 636, which is a bill that is uh, asking for some type of database that one could type into to receive information regarding a police officer. If that officer have uh, use of force several times if that officer have any complaints because hey if you can go into the system go online on a county sheriff website and type in a criminal's name and that entire history of that criminal is displayed on the screen there should be some something out there that you can do as far as a police officer I mean, because public records, just about, you can pay $5, $10 to get any type of public information in, about anybody online now. So why is that not available for 
police officers. So that is something that we all should think about. And if, hey, you have any comments, please do comment. And if there are any other topics that you all want to discuss, just email the saga ATL at gmail.com. I thank you all for tuning in, and I wish that you all have a very blessed day and a prosperous week. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Tedra Everhart Lee, and you have been listening to The Saga. Loved what you've read on this episode. Well, the answer is simple. It would mean a lot if you could spread the word. This is the best way to grow our podcast. Thank you.